0: Yourself. It's not my meme, dude. I was just holding.
1: Last I night, was just holding it for a friend. <clears throat> uh, uh, uh. Last night, I'm sitting on my couch. I'm reading comic mm-hmm. books. I'm watching TV. I'm having a nice little time. It's a nice little Friday evening, and I get a, I get a, I get an Instagram notification. Boop. Get a little boop boop boop. boop. Open my phone. Oh, Chris sent me a meme. That's usually fine. Usually. Uh, Do you think Elastigirl can extend her clit till it's the size of a dick and peg Mr. Incredible? What are you, you
0: doing, step bro? What
1: you say? <laughs> We're here. <laughs> Any reason you wanted to send me that? I feel be letting my holes, is, uh... I am rectangular. Look,
0: I thought it was an interesting question. I wanted to get your thoughts on it. You're a learned man of science. It is an interesting and question. philosophy.
1: It is, and I think that she could, and that she does, Look, and that they have weird, crazy sex. Look, I, I, I pray my dick get big as the Eiffel Tower, so hey, I can fuck the world for 72 hours. This is what people come to the Hill Kings podcast for. I am for. rectangular. Let's get into Rock it. This bitch. is the Hill Kings podcast, episode 7, we? Westy side, side Story. Westy
0: Side Story, dude. This one's buckle oh. up. Let's get into it.
1: <laughs> Hand on your heart, fucker. At all. I feel
0: like I'm a place that I'm not a believer in. And they're playing the worship That music. of course,
1: uh, that of course is the uh, national anthem of Laos.
0: Oh heck yeah! I was wondering what you were playing for us. Um,
1: yeah, I kind of thought that just to kind of mitigate the 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 problematic nature of this episode, I'd kind of pepper in a Laos fact. Yes. Every now and g- and again. Fact. Uh did you know that Laos is the only landlocked country in the whole of Southeast Asia? I'm aware of that. That's a Laos oh, fact. For you. <laughs> Ooh, Laos
0: fact. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and, and do my white ally thing and say I have a friend who's Laotian. So
1: Oh you can't
0: shout out to Amanda. <laughs> if you're watching this, Amanda. Shout out to my Laotian friend.
1: Yeah. Do you she think she's watching? She could be. Is she from Laos proper? Uh, no,
0: dude. She's from Oklahoma. So Her parents she Her parents
1: are Laotian, First generation, second generation, what are we yes, talking about? She's here? first generation. Okay, did you know uh that uh coffee is the biggest agricultural export in Laos? I believe it. <laughs> More Lao facts, baby. Uh we'll be peppering them in throughout the episode. Welcome back uh, uh, for another week. We're here. It's 10 a.m. We've got that morning energy
0: going. It's 12 PM here in Central Standard. We've got
1: that morning energy going. It's high noon over here. And it's nice, and we're here. Yes. And we're here to talk about the episode. But before we do that, bullshit, you know what we always gotta do. Best wake.
0: Arlen. What are you doing, step bro? Ooh, he's going to use that one a lot. You were just talking about how much pornography you had to watch to find that soundboard bite. You really committed to the research.
1: Oh no, it was easy. It came up in my, in my day-to-day. <laughs> On your work computer. <laughs> I added some sound bites. <laughs> anyway, this is This Week in Arlen, March 2nd. 1997 uh of course this is the segment of the hill kings podcast you all know you're all die hard fans at this point uh where we talk about what was going on in the world the week that this episode of king of the hill aired this episode aired early march 1997 let's get right the fuck into it with a look at the tv guide um yeah, it's a good part. It's kind of the same thing every time. It is. Because uh, it's kind of successive weeks. But we did have The Fugitive on NBC starting at the same time as King of the Hill. So, nice little Sunday night movie oh, yeah, on NBC. Uh, my Sister, My Sitter, Simpsons Check, decent episode. Not my favorite. I've mentioned that this is when The Simpsons starts to go downhill. We've got The Parenthood, we've got Steve Harvey Objective Fact, uh, America's Castles, Lois and Clark, yes. The New Adventures of Superman. Anything stand out here to you? Uh I would prob
0: I mean it's on a little bit late, but I love anything I loved an architectural show as a kid. So, America's Castles. So, you're you're saying America's Castles? Travel Channel? Yeah. You you definitely could have caught young me watching Travel Channel and be like, dang, those are some nice beaches.
1: You could have caught young me pausing the TV on the Scrambled Porn Channel.
0: (laughs) Where do you think he got that sound bite from? (laughs) Uh, i'm not familiar with the sunday night movie on abc the apocalypse watch
1: nb oh abc i don't know let's uh let's google it i mean i know about the fugitive the fugitive is great uh apocalypse watch 1997 drama starring benedict blythe <laughs> I know you're about to say It's, it's not Benedict, it's Benedict. Oh, no T. And he has Benedict. been uh, a dick. <laughs> it's got a 60% on rotten tomatoes. Uh-huh. A CIA analyst takes over a case Angor. for from his brother, a field agent. Um it Seems like conflict. Of in the line of it. duty, it's a thriller based on a Robert Ludlum
0: novel. Shout out to Robert Ludlum. Yeah. I don't know if well, I be shouting him out or not.
1: Yeah, he might be, you know. Who knows? If you're Robert
0: Ludlum, yeah. sound off in the comments.
1: Sound off in the comments if you're Robert or Ludlum. We'd love to hear if,
0: from you. Or if you're just a regular Robert. Take any Roberts.
1: Anyone named Robert is welcome here. Yeah, dude. We welcome all Roberts. Uh, As many Robert fans as we could get on the show. show. space for Bobby. Yeah. All right, what else is going on this week, man? Uh, Donny Brasco came out. Johnny Depp, Al Pacino movie. Mm-hmm. Ever I haven't heard of seen it? Seen
0: it, but damn, dude, look at those sideburns. Yeah, pretty sick. I tried to do sideburns once, man. It did not work out.
1: Yeah, you probably shouldn't.
0: Probably yep, shouldn't. Uh, that's the lesson I learned.
1: Yeah. Uh, Suge Knight caught a nine-year fucking sentence. It was probation violation for this oh, shit. one. shit. He did go to prison later for I think like murder, attempted murder. Yeah. Uh but yeah. This week Suge Knight picked up a almost a tenner. Ooh. Uh it was Bon Jovi's birthday. John Bovey's birthday. birthday. I kid. have this tattoo. I don't know if you know that.
0: <laughs> I did. It's is my I life. John Bovee.
1: I I have this tattoo on my That's body. Funny. Uh, Two Rock Dinosaur Hunter came oh, out shit. a few days earlier. This was a banger of a game. I never had an N64 as a kid. I have one back there uh-huh. now because adult money, I can do whatever I want. But I, I remember playing this game at the like McDonald's Ooh, the McDonald's kiosk? N64 arcade. Yes, remember dude, those? The best part about going to McDonald's. Because like, Smash Bros. was always taken. Uh-huh. So sometimes you got to go to Two Rock Dinosaur Hunter and... It was still a banger. Yeah. It was still good. We did not
0: have it 64 in-house either. Had lots of friends with 64s. We were PS1 was our first console that we had we, at the house. We had
1: a PS1. We were a Nintendo family primarily, which is weird that we didn't have an N64. We went regular NES to Super Nintendo to PS1 and then to GameCube. Ugh, GameCube. GameCube is
0: an underrated podcast about the GameCube. I love the GameCube. The GameCube podcast? We can't get caught up in this. Let's talk about Pikmin,
1: bitch. Yeah,
0: let's talk about. (laughs) Anyway, we'll talk about
1: Pikmin later. Uh, American primitivist painter Wendell Thompson Perkins died at 69 years old. 69. It was a slow week. (laughs) Not a lot was going on. I like this painting. This is cool. Yeah, it's pretty sick. I like his work, actually. And finally, the Grange-Gorman killings happened uh, a couple days later. The most famous and brutal murders in Ireland oh, really? at the time. Uh, interesting thing about this case. This could turn into a true crime podcast if you wanted. Also, true, tri- true crime, 64 uh, podcast, true crime and 64 and King of the Hill. We've got it all. Uh, so it was like a brutal homicide of these two women. And this guy who like wasn't fully all there in the dome. About Grange Gorman. It was the Grange Gorman is the place Ah. where it is. Uh, Probably mispronounced. But this dude confessed to all of it, uh, and then like was convicted, I believe. And then this other dude confessed. Oh shit. And then they found out that the first guy was just confessing because he, like, didn't know any better. Oh, no. And he just kind of accidentally <laughs> confessed to a couple brutal-ass oh, murders. Uh, but then the other guy got convicted. You can read all about it or, or listen to our other eventual true crime podcast. It's all here. Yeah. It's all good. The Grange-Gorman no, killing. Uh was a slow week in our uh, life. It was a bit of a slow week in Ireland, man. Uh, but that that'll do it. Do you want to get into this episode? Oh, yes, dude. I'm driving.
0: the Should we hit him with another
1: course. with another Laos fact? You, you first? got more Laos facts? Oh, I got a ton. Oh, heck yeah, dude. Uh, let's see. There are thousands of islands connected to Laos. It is landlocked uh but laos uh is comprised of of thousands of islands apparently 4000 to be exact oh, wow. these spectacular islands abound with powdery shores and turquoise waves meaning that a tropical beach holiday in laos is an excellent choice for beach bums interesting well, so if you're a beach bum so like we i know we got some beach bums in in the audience so like the mainland of laos sound off is
0: is landlocked but they possess i don't know man. Too, man i, just, I don't if know you, came with the
1: fact, I'm, you I'm know i'm just reading Laotian an
0: article Ocean.
1: yeah get her on the horn i don't want to bother her but yeah let's talk about this yeah man ball sack of an it's episode
0: a, dude. it's a big one uh episode seven like you said uh aired on march the second of 1997 the description quip is just hank and the rest of the gang on rainy street get a culture shock when their new laotian neighbors move in next door um before we get into this one folks on a semi-serious note triggers for this one it's got a bunch of 90s race-based humor to it (sighs)
1: It's mostly all problematic and mostly all not good. And it is important, I think, to point out uh, that the voice of Khan, Toby Huss, is a white man doing a very stereotypical accent. Yes. Uh, I think that that is very common knowledge. He is also the voice of Cotton Hill. It was a different time This was pretty normal at the time. For any Gen Z listeners, if your name is Robert and you're Gen (laughs) Z and you're listening to this show, the 90s were a little different, Rob. Uh, They were a little bit different. Yeah,
0: so that being said, there's going to be a lot of of race-based humor to this episode, but I think the writing in this one actually does a really... This is where we meet the super news and for the first time, folks, and they, they will become a pretty pivotal part of rainy street um we'll get into it but there's a lot of parts of this episode where the super news and pones give it back uh to the folks on rainy street as well and of course i'm not starting to say like oh people being racist against white people or like making white people <laughs> hello yeah same. chris is a they're not
1: the same chris believes he's a he's an all lives no, matter guy certainly not certainly <laughs> not but uh <laughs> <laughs> it
0: is gonna set up kind of a, in the beginning the super nuisance pones uh and con in particular definitely holds uh what he considers to be rednecks in a fairly low regard. So there's gonna be a little bit of, of dichotomy back here. But yeah, uh this is uh, episode seven of the series. It was directed uh by Michael Shesley, Sheesley, and uh Wesley Archer. Uh, those guys later on uh, would go to be involved pretty heavily in, um, at least Brian was pretty heavily involved in Futurama, as well as a couple other Cartoon Network shows, like Camp Lazlo and Chowder. A few folks out there who were Camp Lazlo and Chowder heads. Um, Brian Sheesley's involved in that. I think he also had something to do with Uncle Grandpa. Did you ever catch Uncle Grandpa?
1: Yeah, yeah, I watched yeah, that. Uh did you so know fun. speaking of Futurama, the voice of Min and Connie, mm-hmm. Lauren Tom played Amy Wong yeah. on Futurama yeah. also. Um so I wonder if that was kind of how she got the the in.
0: Yeah, a lot of a lot of connection there. Also some connection there with uh, the other director uh Wesley Archer. He later on gets involved in Rick and Morty and I also believe he was involved Oh in the, yeah, that name is familiar. He was involved
1: in The Simpsons as well. Speaking of getting canceled, mm-hmm. Rick and Morty, huh? Who? Justin Royland. Who? Can we talk about huh? it? What? Who? You don't know? You've never heard of Rick and Morty? You kind of just mentioned Who? it. Anyway. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, written, of course, by uh, Mike Judge and Greg Daniels. Also written by Jonathan Idell Adele. Adele uh adele wrote yes, this dude she did she's very talented uh J. A. jonathan adele idel however you pronounce it let me know correct me in the comments uh he also was the writer for uh kung fu panda so banger, a lot more cartoon connection but um yeah dude let's let's get into it let's get this episode started um this one starts uh i think pre- in a in an interesting way we see we see the neighbors uh in Hank's driveway, uh drinking a beer like they always are. Except this time, they are all sitting on their riding mowers in Hank's driveway, which is a vibe. Opening, it's yeah. really a vibe. It's just like it kind of reminds me of when you used to like hang out on your bike all the time with kids in the neighborhood. Except these grown men are sitting on their mowers,
1: getting wasted, sitting on their riding yes. lawn mowers. Oh,
0: should we go ahead and talk about West Side Story before we get into this?
1: Yeah. Okay. This might be outing myself a little bit. I've never seen it. I haven't seen West Side Story either. So the the title of this
0: episode is Westy Side Story, um, which is a throw to the musical um, West Side Story, uh, which is a very famous musical that neither of us have seen. <laughs> um, although I,
1: So we can really speak on it with authority. Yeah, I
0: know some of the tropes from West Side Story, though, which is kind of how... Um, You know, pervasive it is, but um, West Side Story written by uh, Leonard Bernstein and Jeremy Robbins and, of course, uh, lyrics by Sondheim. It was originally a book uh, and West Side Story um, is essentially a Romeo and Juliet take. Um, It's the structure of Romeo and Juliet set in um, the 50s in Brooklyn. Uh centers around (laughs) is it Brooklyn? (laughs) You think I don't know, man. I like I said Uh, it's never seen it. The Jets versus the Sharks. You know, West Side story. This is where the oh snapping menacingly as a group. That's this is where that trope comes from.
1: So where does where does the connection to this story in this episode of King of the Hill so it's is it the is our ladybird and doggy? the Romeo and Juliet yes, we'll, in this story. we'll get
0: to it eventually it's more it's more Romeo and Juliet stanced than it is necessarily West Side story although West Side story is kind of or Romeo like and Juliet stanced Hank
1: is the Jets and Con is the shark. yes uh so the the
0: whole central hook is you know the 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 two families uh have have beef um but two two younger members of the family uh have fallen in love and so the story is kind of about um a little bit of the love story, but more about the conflict that's that's going on there.
1: And you'd think it would be Connie and Bobby mm-hmm. because they do eventually start dating, but no, it's the dogs. Yeah,
0: I'd say we it's know later ladybird. on Connie and Bobby are are gonna kind of become the thing. So if you if you go into this episode thinking that this loves you know West Side Story Roman Rome, Romeo and Juliet play is gonna be Bobby and Connie, it's it's the dogs. This episode spoiler. um
1: Yeah, they don't really do much for Connie in this episode no at all. Uh-uh. and bobby's just kind of mm-hmm. there
0: the, the kids are, are definitely gonna take a backseat this is very much a episode about the parents hank and con in particular but men and peggy are gonna have some beef so now that we've talked about west side story we'll back it up so the boys are on their mower drinking beers uh moving truck rolls up uh, the guys are all excited. They see some square-jawed white men, some hot guys, yeah, dude, some hunks,
1: some hot football guys, out. and um, and
0: somebody's grabbing on my butt. <laughs> uh, the boys are saying <laughs> stuff like, you know, if if he you know throws a football as well as he handles that box, Arlen High might have herself a new tight end. Uh, just like yeah. looking at, and this he did have a tight did end, have a tight end. <laughs> <laughs> so bill i think it's funny bill is like you think the dad's a good bowler i bet he's a good bowler do you think he wants someone to bowl with so the boys go over to introduce themselves they say what brings you to Ireland?" and these two square jawed handsome firm buttocked white men uh say that they were hired uh, by this family to help move them uh, we get a uh, a cut to a family stepping out of a minivan with a small white dog, and it is the Super Noose and Pones. So the, you kind of get this shock um, that, you know, it's Asian neighbors, and then they cut us to the
1: theme song. Yeah. So cold opens. And Hank's shocked face, I'll throw it up on the screen here, yeah. is super weird. Let, the animation in this episode Normally, I'll watch once and then I'll watch again and take uh-huh. notes. I rewatched it again last night because, peek behind the curtain, Chris bailed on our last record. I uh, <laughs> so I got. I had a little bit of a weed last night. Mm-hmm. What, like a dandelion? And I. Re- yeah. I just went out into the backyard, plucked a couple. And then sat down, rewatched, and didn't take any notes, and just paid attention to the visuals. Mm-hmm. The animation in this episode is kind of fucked. Yeah, there's like a lot of continuity errors uh-huh. uh, and just like weird movement. Like even when the Super and Pones are getting out of their van, and the foley sounds really weird. It's like loud, and all the like footsteps mm-hmm. sound. I don't know if I was just really high when I was the watching it last night. It just sounded. And looked kind of bad.
0: I actually did notice a little bit of, of that, too, that it was a little touchy. It's still episode seven of the first season, so still yeah, figuring it out. Yeah.
1: Still all very hand-drawn. Probably didn't have as big of a budget. There was definitely, like, some audio mixing stuff that I noticed, too. Mm-hmm. Like, there's one scene where Hank is talking, and then it cuts to Con, and Hank is still talking. And the level of the audio mix just like sounds completely different yeah. for a second it was the 90s which is very nitpicky it was a different time brad but yeah yeah come on. we had white dudes playing stereotypical laotian men come and... on be 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 an editing apologist come on dude it was the 90s well we all know i'm a king of
0: editing King of editing he is um oh, so we ah! get the shot of the super news pones stepping out of their van and then we get the mm-hmm. theme song Oh, uh, I thought there was a funny note there right before they do Dale's shocked face as well. A cigarette falls out of his mouth and he, you know, catches it. They do the thing where yeah. he, just, he <laughs> catches it right up. I thought that was a nice little. Yeah, that was good. Nice little thing. I saw that too. Um, so yeah, we get the theme song, and then right after the theme song, we're immediately going to get the uh, kind of offensive joke that is going to be the the kind of linchpin of of all the white folks in this episode the the main joke is is going to be them not knowing the supernos and pones uh ethnicity the the main joke is going to be well are you chinese or japanese that's
1: going to flow yep. and and dale says that he can't be japanese because japanese guys are usually They're wearing, wearing suit and suits and, and ties yes
0: very offensive line from dale right off of the bat but the the chinese or japanese thing um is is going to be the big crux of it so Hank, uh, Hank says, you know, a neighbor's a neighbor. Um, so he's gonna, he's gonna go over and meet him. And a lot of what we'll see from Hank this episode is kind of, kind of centered around him, not, not caring about race, uh, and more caring about the, the make of the man. That's going to be a bunch of Hank's central thrust for this episode. And that's, uh, yeah,
1: yeah, and and to Hank's credit, Khan is kind of a fucking asshole. We'll definitely get into it. Khan's a dick. <laughs> and so is Min. Min's Min a dick too. <laughs> also. That like kinda everyone in this episode is a prick. Yes, the adults. Uh should we hit him with cares. another louse fact? Yeah, be, we we peppered in a little racism. Let's get a little get louse, a louse fact, fact in there. Uh Laotians consume more sticky rice than anyone else in the world. Shout out. Sounds like a place I'd like yeah, to dude. live.
0: They're defending the throne. Sticky rice sounds so good right now. Uh
1: I don't know if you noticed whenever Hank comes up to introduce himself, ha- Khan is just like backing away. Yes. Like Hank is like getting really close uh-huh. and shakes his hand and like almost breaks his hand and Khan is just kind of like off put yes. by the by the friendliness mm-hmm. or the I guess what Hank intends to be friendliness. Yes. I
0: actually I really like this episode a whole lot. The
1: See, I did. Oh, really? The, the kinda, humor is crass, yeah.
0: but I love, I love the supernumerous poems. So, just like I do is too, first episode. which is I'm weird. Like, super psyched to have them. Um, yeah, maybe you can turn
1: me around on it.
0: Khan is going to be set up, you know, throughout the rest of the show to kind of be the foil to Hank in a lot of ways. Uh, he's he's going to be the Khan, Khan's going to be the you know, move in a different direction, kind of rubbing you the wrong way. Uh, He's going to provide a lot of abrasion uh, in the rest of the show. I also think it's funny that Khan and Hank's names all contain the same letters. That was something that I wrote down. (laughs) I don't know how important that is.
1: (laughs) But I was like, whoa. Very. Whoa. Very important. They're spelled similar. (laughs) Whoa, man. Khan, are you sure you weren't high when you watched this? Whoa. Um, So... (laughs) hank uh,
0: hank introduces himself Khan introduces himself uh and hank says so that's pronounced con right
1: con right he says super and bone and hank is just like i'm not even so gonna that's try pronounced it. con yeah and then they straight up ask him if he's chinese or japanese and he says he's laotian and bill just goes the ocean yes
0: that is one of that that line that joke has stuck with me for a very long time.
1: Uh, <laughs> Just any time you hear someone say they're Laotian. they
0: ask, uh, you know, Socon, where are you from? And he, he initially says California for the last twenty years, but originally from Laotian. So
1: they're not even. So focusing. a fun fact that a fun fact that I read as I was doing my research that I actually remember that just kind of came back to me from all these years i used to watch a lot of these shows reruns in french i would watch the simpsons and king of the hill uh if if this is your first episode i'm canadian i grew up in canada Mm. in french canada specifically and in the french canadian uh, yeah kind of uh, <laughs> in the French-Canadian version of this episode, when Khan says that he's lived in California for the last 20 years, he says he's lived in New Brunswick for the last 20 years, Ooh. which is where I'm from. Ooh. And I have a vague recollection of hearing that, watching the French version of this episode. Aww, so. That's cute. Um, but they completely
0: ignore Thank the fact you. that Khan has been living in California, which I think would be a bigger deal for the Texans, at least... The yeah, day and age. but um yeah. maybe not so much in the 90s so yeah the one of the classic jokes of this episode and for me of the show that stuck around a long time was was bill saying you're from the ocean no stupid laos it's a landlocked country and then he says like
1: yeah maybe don't do the sorry. voice that
0: slipped into it slipped into it um, <laughs> into it. um <laughs> we get then a shot of Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Peggy and Luann on the inside of the house. Peggy is definitely going to have, I think, the most offensive takes in this episode.
1: Yeah. The whole, like, welcome to our country. Like, you know, they've lived here for over 20 years. Peggy is definitely the most offensive. There was a really good uh, Luann when they're Uh talking about it, and Luann is there. She says something about how in beauty school, like. They, uh. What what was the quote? She
0: says, uh, they. At beauty school, they don't. Uh I think I wrote it down here she says um people aren't black white yellow or red but their hair <laughs> but their can hair can be, be. <laughs> but their hair can be which is definitely very like um That's beautiful actually. Also for white people to be like no race doesn't matter we don't see race. I don't see color. I don't see color. Yeah. <laughs> Luann. I thought that was funny. That's like the only line we're going to get from Luann this episode I think.
1: Well there's also another banger of a line from Luann later on when her and Peggy are in the car. Oh. That was probably my favorite part yes. of the whole episode. Yeah. Whenever they're going to get pizza. So
0: Peggy, Peggy, I definitely think she's she's um she's the worst in this. And while they're standing in the kitchen, Peggy Peggy says, you know, she read that um the Chinese language has 70 words for rice, but no words for friend. <laughs> That's where she decides, you know, we're gonna invite him over for dinner. She says they have 70 words for rice, but no words for Fred, which, like, holy shit.
1: Laos <laughs> uh, fact. Laos uh, is home to the largest waterfall in Southeast Asia. Shit. Damn, that sounds beautiful. Are you going to try to pronounce it or no? Uh, nope. Nice.
0: <laughs> Are you going to edit in a picture but of the waterfall for our viewers here?
1: I am definitely going to edit in a picture of the waterfall. Here you go, viewers. Oh, wow. Look at that. That's cool, huh? oh my god but yeah when they're when they're eating dinner i did really enjoy that connie was just scarfing the food down and hank's like come on bobby keep up
0: yes she's lapping before before we get to the dinner though we we get a scene of in con and min's kitchen with the with the handmade uh invite and this is where we start to get to see that first glimpse of con is an asshole so and this is also where we start to get we see them taking the kind of like stereotypical racist humor and letting super and, and pones deliver it so the invitation shows up and it says howdy on the front and con says howdy 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 howdy, howdy, howdy. howdy. If you're going to live in this country learn <laughs> to speak english which i just th- thought was so funny that they let con deliver that line howdy 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 It's good <laughs>
1: um
0: and this is where we established that con hates rednecks which will be a thing basically the entire show of Khan kind of always looking down on the neighbors um, kind of as like uncouth uncultured rednecks and the the redneck derision will come up again here but yeah this
1: and it kind of seems that Hank associates the word redneck just with racism yeah like what would you classify as a what is the actual definition of a redneck um because is it ju- is it just someone from the south are you a redneck, it's Chris?
0: it's geographical to an extent but it's i think it's much more uh lifestyle and philosophy focused i don't know you would probably have to you probably have to ask an actual redneck i'm from oklahoma but i don't consider myself a redneck yeah edmund not yeah. edmund uh yeah i don't think it's just geographical it's it's probably more of a way of life lifestyle thing hank does kind of equate it with what we would consider like white trash um i know there's a lot of people that claim the name redneck and and to you know try to put some positive spin on it but hank kind of equates it with like white trash
1: low class um so that's well it seems like he's directly equating it with because whenever he says it's like it's got nothing to do with him being chinese i ain't no redneck
0: yeah i think uh i, I think there are folks that would use the term redneck and encompass racism within that some people would probably say that like you calling someone a redneck in a negative way would imply that you know they have a bunch of racism within them as well, which I don't think is true of rednecks, or at least that's Hank's view of it. So there's, there's,
1: there, you're saying that they're multi dimensional, layered, complex human beings with nuanced values, opinions and points of views you know i never thought about it like that before yes wow yeah so,
0: but that that is hank's rug with it. <laughs> i think hank uh, <laughs> hank does see redneck as an insult because he does i think he thinks racism is a part of that word redneck but yeah the super nuisance come the super nuisance pones come over for dinner um oh i forgot um min also has a line here where she begs Khan to please not piss off the neighbors uh and we kind of get some clue here of why they maybe left Laos or, um, <laughs> because or left California because, because Khan's an asshole, yeah. It's because Khan is an asshole and ruins relationships with his neighbors, and that's why they've <laughs> had to move, which I think is pretty funny. So, um, the Super and Pones, uh, come over to the house. Peggy does the slow talking, you know, like welcome to our country, welcome to our country. Peggy, definitely the most offensive here con compliments hank's house and hank says uh, a real funny hank line he says lead free since 1988 (laughs) which i think is just very a nice king of the hill hank line to have yeah connie is scarfing down the food hank tells bobby he's gonna catch up the girls the girls beating him and con uh con junior connie compliments peggy's cooking says she's never had beef chop suey before which breaks Peggy's brain. She has a very confused look on her face and she says, oh, you poor thing. Peggy is going to bust out another racist-ass assumption fact here. Hit him with she's it. Gonna, Hit him with she's it. She's going to start out with the I read somewhere, of course. She says that she read somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah, she... <laughs> she read it. She says, in certain parts of China, meat is as scarce as toilet paper. Khan immediately calls her out, calls her out and says, where yeah. did you read that? And... Peggy says, "Oh, who can remember?" and just goes on, goes on talking.
1: Well, she says, that "As a as a substitute teacher, she has mm-hmm. to read a lot of materials." And she says, "Maybe on a placemat." Yeah, which what the but it's so offensive. <laughs> Peggy is definitely the worst in this episode. Can we can we also talk about Connie being named Con Junior? Yes, they'll talk. Like, come on, man. They'll, there's
0: a, there's a line later on uh, about why she's named
1: uh, Con Junior. Um, I don't really remember like how Connie's character develops, but I really hope that she does develop into less of a one-dimensional. Dude, she is. Of the straight A student. She's one of the best characters. Okay. In my I remember opinion. liking Connie a yeah. lot, and I want to, but it just sucks that that's the introduction. I've
0: always, I've always liked Connie. Later on in the series, to me, she kind of has like the Topanga effect a little bit in where like, and that she's hot. Yeah, she's... That cartoon is fine. Um, no, in that uh, edit that out. No, you know, like where the the boyfriend's a real like goofball type of character, and the girlfriend is a real, real intelligent, real like superstar of a
1: character. I call that the Adam Sandler effect.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Connie's great. So yeah, Peggy says that dumb shit about beef <laughs> and not being able to remember where she read this fact from so yeah, funny that was
1: on a place matt
0: con uh con gets a little in this episode con is kind of a... or this scene con it's kind of an asshole and and uh says some abrasive things he wants to know why arlen's test scores are so low uh so kind of insulting the intelligence of the town
1: um it's because con Jr. isn't there. Mm-hmm. It's because con Jr. is But also like you can't really blame him for being an asshole. Yeah. Like Peggy just said something yeah, super that's offensive true. and these people have pretty much only said ignorant shit. Oh you're them. right. The
0: the hills and the neighbors definitely. So they're just hitting him back. Yeah. You're right, you're
1: right. It's equal equal parts. I understand where con is coming.
0: Certainly. From. Um
1: as an immigrant myself. <laughs>
0: canadian um <laughs> brett bruh, bruh. uh we do get a funny like um hank you know being proud of his son thing here where he mm-hmm. does give bobby a compliment he does say that bobby has near perfect attendance
1: he may not have the best test scores <laughs> he but he near has perfect
0: near perfect, perfect attendance. attendance
1: and my favorite part about that is bobby's face like he looks really proud uh-huh. of himself when hank says that
0: yeah that's something to be proud of, Bobby. Uh um, yeah,
1: sure. Sure it so, is. So
0: uh we kind of cut to the end of the dinner there. Con is going to openly insult the dinner by saying that at least the brown betty was good.
1: And it was Peggy's family recipe. Famous mm-hmm. family brown betty recipe. The brown betty
0: is going to become a pivotal part of Peggy and Min's uh rub later on in the episode. But yeah, Con Con openly says, you know, at least the brown Betty was good. Pretty rude. Peggy, yeah, says it's her secret family recipe. She starts, I thought this was really funny of Peggy. She starts to give instructions on taking it home. And she goes, now what you want to do is reheat it for 10 minutes. And then she stops herself and she goes, I've said way too much. Like just telling somebody how to reheat it is like too much, like closely guarded family recipe.
1: Yeah. This was definitely the most I felt the, the part of Peggy's character where she just thinks that everything she does is so special and amazing. Like, it was very heavy on that. Very this episode, core part of Peggy's that, personality. Yeah. Like, everything is so so normal. I don't know when Sp-Peggy and Meatballs comes up. Hell, yeah. But do you remember that? I can't that? wait for that episode. It's probably in Her, the first like, season. Her, like, spaghetti recipe. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's got to uh, be coming up soon. So,
0: yeah, Peggy's got a family recipe. Uh, and then here's where Peggy is going to get insulted. After saying some real off-the-cuff shit, at dinner, uh, Min is going to notice Peggy's shoes and she's gonna say, you know, back to the feet. Wow, Peggy Hill. We're back on the feet. What big feet you have. Uh she puts her shoes on and she's like, I'm a little girl in mama's shoes and Peggy gets
1: starts walking around. Deemed. I mean, that's fucked up. That's a fucked up thing. Yes, too. it was. It was a little <laughs> bit insulting. Con like pulls her out of the fucking uh-huh. house too, and Peggy slams the mm-hmm. door. Uh and Hank is in socks.
0: Yes. Uh they asked them to take their <laughs> at the beginning of the scene he they asked him when they come in to take their shoes off and con's like Con's uh, like, yeah. what did, did you get? Did you shampoo the
1: carpet? Yeah. No shampoo. Yeah. So yeah. funny. Um so yeah. But that's like e- equally equally mean. Yes. Maybe not equally because the other side of it is xenophobia and racism and ignorance and the other one's just like hey you got real big feet and
0: this i think also is going to be a little bit of of min's personality throughout the show she kind of acts sometimes without thinking a little bit she really doesn't necessarily have a filter all the time yeah
1: it seems like the fake nice is her at least in this episode she's She's trying to befriend Peggy after uh-huh. this, but everything that she does is still kind of underhanded and
0: Yeah, that's and mean later on the you know, the husbands are gonna have more of that direct aggression where the wives are gonna have a little bit more of that indirect aggression. It's this is why yeah. I love this episode. Passive aggression lot, is, is what a lot going on in this, but after they shut the door, you know, Peggy's like, You don't just come into a woman's house and insult her feet. You just don't which is true hank uh hank says uh you know it's just there's just more of you to love uh and steps towards peggy <laughs> to give her a kiss and steps on her toe which i thought was a great visual guy <laughs> you're
1: a crack he's so far away from <laughs> he's her so far <laughs> he steps on her toe. She just he goes, goes ow yeah
0: i thought that that joke really got me i was like man that was nice um but hank hank saying there's just more of you to love does hank have a foot fetish
1: I I feet have come up. I think Mike Judge might have a foot. It's 7 finish.
0: episodes and we've got there's a lot of feet content so far, Mike. We've
1: we've talked about feet a lot on this podcast. No, no Mike judgment. I mean, but. I've a Come on, man. You can't be coming at me with so that on a baby? fucking Saturday morning, hey, dude. dude, with that kind of gas. Uh-huh. That kind of fire. Um you're throwing me off with that heat uh, man so after the come on no let's talk about after it after the dinner
0: oh, I don't want to talk about feet. let's talk about feet off the air.
1: <laughs> we always we do. always do what um, are you doing into the...
0: step bro. Go check out the patreon for uh, us ranking the feet of the people in Ireland. Um,
1: yeah, every episode on the patreon we record it and we say all of the exact same stuff. We listen back, but it's just a shot of our feet. Mm-hmm. It's like our feet are the And hosts. we re-record it, but we we only shoot our feet. So give us money and you can see that.
0: Um, yeah. After the dinner party, uh, we get kind of like a cut to the next day. The sun is out again. Hank and Bobby come out to the front yard from the side gate. And Hank says, watch out, Bobby. That's one of those Chinese fighting dogs. And... <laughs> Connie says uh Connie says uh it's a west highland terrier and Hank goes that's it so <laughs> so freaking dumb
1: very much not an asian yes. dog
0: yes and then Hank is going to talk down and and patronize Con uh Con Jr here um by asking what its name is she says doggy which is his name and Hank does that you know i know it's a doggy what's his name and he says that's also a doggy, but her name is Ladybird. So this is where we get uh, the Westy Side story. This is our our Romeo and Juliet, so to speak, uh, <laughs> of of the family conflict. Here is going to be uh, doggy and Ladybird. So Hank starts talking about Ladybird and how she's a, a you know a full blood Georgia bloodhound. Uh, he makes a claim that uh, her mama tracked
1: down James Earl Ray. Do you know who was convicted for the assassination of Martin Luther yes, King correct. Jr.? Yes, correct. And then... Uh, but we all know that the fucking FBI did that shit, right? <laughs> Whoa, dog. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, let's I mean, talk about I it. I mean, yes. Uh, They're they kind of did <laughs> I mean, I didn't say that. I'll edit that out. Yeah,
0: while we're talking about incorrect facts in this episode... <laughs> Hank states that ladybird's mom tracked down James Earl Ray, but James Earl Ray was apprehended overseas in the United Kingdom. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. couple couple of inaccurate things here, shall yeah. we say?
1: One being that the FBI killed Martin Luther mm-hmm. King, and the
0: other that Lady Bird's
1: mother allegedly tracked down. Allegedly, I know the FBI is watching this. Yeah. We definitely got some some Roberts in the FBI. Shout out to Agent Carson Roberts
0: watching us through our webcams <laughs> right now um love you bud bonjour actually let me uh, um so yeah uh hank put is, my webcam cover on hank is just a, oh yeah me too um <laughs> hank is, is mentioning to, <laughs> hank is mentioning to khan you know kind of bragging about his dog and how he's just found a breeding partner for her and Bobby off-screen says Dad look uh doggy and ladybird like each other and Hank doesn't acknowledge his son or doesn't look and he says of course they like each other they're neighbors what they're the babies. dog doing he's really trying to force the whole neighbor thing here but Hank does finally notice that doggy has mounted ladybird uh and yep. gets super upset you know starts Yelling about, you know, get your dog, get you know, leash up your dog.
1: Um, Sprays him with the hose, but it seems like he's mostly just spraying ladybirds. Yes, with the hose. he's. Con <laughs> is kind of being a jerky. He, he's laughing. I mean, it's a funny. whole lot.
0: It is funny. He says, uh, "Your ladybird, she's a real slut." <laughs> she's. <laughs> <a> real... <laughs> and yeah. Hank says, uh, Ooh. "She's not a slut. Uh, you know, she's in heat." He says, uh, "Her hormones have have overwhelmed her natural modesty." So Hank gets real upset there. They finally get the two
1: separated and um, Yeah, this is really where the feud starts. Begins we, the neighborly feud. Yeah. This is the the real real feud fire starter. Yeah, Hank
0: says some if, if you Hank would. says some coded stuff here that if you replaced some words in this next sentence would be real racist. Uh, he says that Ladybird can only love another pure blood Georgia bloodhound.
1: And then he's like, you are a redneck.
0: Yes. Um, Con- yeah, Khan Con says, I think you're a narrow-minded redneck. Hank says, just because I'm from Texas, I have to be some sort of a redneck. Uh, and then he says, you know, like, the Chinese you- and their stereotypes.
1: Chinese and your damn stereotypes. Uh, that strikes me as time for another Laos fact. Yes,
0: and that's actually where that we go into the first commercial
1: break, is at the crux there. Which is also the perfect time for, for a, a louse fucking fact. louse fact. Yeah, dude, dude. give me a louse fact. Uh, Laos is home of the discovery site of the oldest modern human fossil in Southeast Asia. Oh, that's cool. An ancient skull was discovered in Tom Paling Cave in the Anamite Mountains in northern Laos, as well as an even older jawbone, Ooh. which is at least 46,000 years old. My Lord. Yeah. Uh, but kind of on the note of neighbor feuds, uh, have you have you ever had like a... A feud with a neighbor have you ever had a neighbor that you just fucking hated
0: no not not in recent times no i have definitely been a hated neighbor though <laughs> In college, particularly, there was was a bold of you to admit that. Yeah, there was a house we had sophomore year that we threw a lot of social functions at, and the lady across the street absolutely hated us. But there were a lot, a couple other
1: social functions. She was
0: surrounded. I bet
1: it was a real rager. She was
0: surrounded by um, a bunch of college dude houses, so every weekend the street was just kind of clogged up. So I have been a bad neighbor before, Mm. uh, but I don't think I've actually had. A neighbor that i've had beef with i'm pr- pretty good relationship with my neighbors down here what about you
1: not any like serious beefs uh i lived in a house in oklahoma city where there was like a lot next to us that this like landscaping company oh, I don't remember that operated mm-hmm. from illegally and they would steal our compost and use our trash cans all the time without asking mm-hmm. us and like cut through our driveway and I guess there was like beef between him and the house owner because he kept trying to buy this house. Interesting. Because he wanted to just turn it into a lot for his landscaping business. He was a real asshole. Yeah, I remember uh, that spot. So I would just kind of do like passive aggressive stuff to him. Uh, when I first moved to Oregon, I lived in this really shitty apartment with the thinnest walls in the world, and the neighbor above me that was have been. yeah, she was like coked out all the time. Ooh. And also had like a twelve-year-old who was home alone all oh, the no. time playing Call of Duty and like screaming in his and room and yelling. Uh, oh. And I would, I would just go and like move her welcome mat around. And if it was snowing, I would like block her parking spot with a wow. with a bunch of snow, because she was real mean and passive aggressive to me. The uh, Hell King's
0: podcast, where one of the hosts is a petty little biatch.
1: <laughs> and the other one is a super the other cool one is party a, guy the other
0: one is a self-righteous asshole <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> I love which one is yeah, which you decide um, it's up to you
0: so yeah after after this uh this you know my dog can only love another pure blood georgia bloodhound um that's where we we go into the first
1: commercial break hank hank ties up ladybird yeah we
0: we cut to uh hank tying up ladybird to quote protect her virtue i think this scene is really (laughs) funny because they then step away and a whole squad of dogs runs over to (laughs) ladybird she gets gang banged yes i thought that was a a pretty funny (laughs) visual uh visual gag um what the dog doing ladybird's like purity is going to be a big thing for hank in a lot of other episodes you know he's really protective of of ladybird and and her ladiness yeah. and her purity um so i
1: no offense to anyone who has like a purebred dog and is really into that kind of thing but i always found it kind of weird
0: i'm I'm okay with, with whatever dog you want to have. I think it's weird to Yeah, but
1: like being like really obsessed with the like bloodline yeah, of your dog. That's like, a little that's kinda that's
0: a little much for me. Um but there'll be other Ladybird episodes. Adopt don't sure. shop. Yeah, all dogs are good dogs. Um All Dogs Go to Heaven also. That's a great movie. <laughs> so the boys uh after after the dogs run over to Ladybird, the boys are, you know, drinking beers like they normally are. And we see Con riding by on a fancy new uh, imported mower, um, sexy little import. And sexy little import. Bill asks, uh, you know, why don't maybe Con will let you borrow it? And this is where Hank starts to talk about, you know, just not liking him. He says, uh, he says he'd rather mow his entire uh, quarter acre with a lady bick before he borrows that man's mower. <laughs> he says, I just don't like him uh the gang kind of accused hank of some racism dale says you know is that you don't like him because he's japanese um maybe he says korean he says something that's incorrect i
1: think he says japanese and uh bill says he's korean they just can't get it right
0: but hank says i don't like the man he says, "I'm no redneck. I don't like the man." He says, uh, "Another classic white person line. I don't care if he's from Mars." Or also in modern day times, if you could be purple. So Hank says he doesn't care if he's from Mars, and we get a little bit of Dale conspiracy. Dale kind of jumps yep. in and says, "You would care if he was from Mars after he steals all of your drinkable water to send back to his home planet,
1: <laughs> Mars." I need to get a. I need to get a like conspiracy song. Mm-hmm. To play for Dale,
0: Never. it's a little too jazzy.
1: You need some. We'll work some on like it. Twilight we'll workshop shit. it. Um, yeah, the- Twilight Zone or Twilight, the movie with the vampires. Go with what your heart feels. All right. Uh, Tune in next week, y'all.
0: So after after we get the boys' discussion on the mower and how Hank, you know, doesn't like the man, doesn't care where he's from. Uh, we get the scene of of Peggy and Luann who are going to pick up some pizza and this is my favorite i wrote scene this down too this episode luann's other line um she's like you know what's the rush uh after 30 minutes it's free <laughs> and they're going to pick <laughs> so it up okay <laughs> which is
1: <laughs> like how did luann carry this episode and she only had two lines yeah
0: that's what she do that uh you know the whole 30 minutes or it's free thing have you ever actually encountered that in the wild or in real life? I have. Are you talking about pizza shuttle? When
1: I was in college, I got pizza yes, shuttle. I got numerous free Shout pizzas pizza because them Morgan. motherfuckers were slow as shit. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, I would like exclusively order from one of those locations because they never delivered on time. And I would, I was the king of getting free pizza in college. Hell yeah! I would show up to functions of clubs that I never intended to uh-huh. join just to get the free pizza Eight. like oh yeah the mormon brotherhood of oklahoma sure
0: and you're chapter president now is that right
1: yeah yeah still mm-hmm. am still keeping the uh the old ruse going you. but yeah Luann and i have six wives
0: shout out to all six morets
1: yeah i've <laughs> put up six <laughs> pictures of my wife <laughs> Is with like a different hat on Hilarious. Uh, but yeah,
0: Peggy and Luann are going to go get some pizza. Luann says, you know, it's 30 minutes or it's free. And they did just a real nice bit of pause work there. Just Peggy just gives her a yeah, nice long pause. Peggy. Um, so they're driving, and Min runs out into the road, and Peggy waits until the very last moment to stop.
1: Peggy, like, straight up almost hits her with yeah, her car.
0: Um, and she goes, Oh, Min, I almost didn't see you there. <laughs> just being a real biatch. I get why there's Peggy hate out there from this episode. This really shows us a lot of Peggy hate, but um Yeah, I think Min is maybe just as bad. She's she's bringing it out of her. But um yeah, so Peggy says, I almost didn't see you there. Um Min Min does apologize to Peggy here in the street. She says um that she is, was very rude last night and she said something I only should have thought. i think is a funny (laughs) apology because it it wasn't really an apology to peggy it was more of like i'm sorry i said that not like i'm sorry that hurt you
1: i should have just kept that on the inside Uh,
0: which i thought was really funny so min uh invites you know the hills over for a barbecue to make up for it um Peggy's going to be very patronizing to men here and tell her, you know, like if you want to know what a barbecue
1: is or like even how to do it, just ask. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Super. I mean. mean, they are new to Texas. Barbecues aren't really a thing in California, but that still is a really, just really shitty, annoying thing of Peggy to say. Mm-hmm. Another note on the Foley in this episode just the sound effects whenever peggy is patting min's hand uh-huh it's just like so noticeable how like loud it is like loud and separated the hand noises are again nitpicky and i was really high when i watched this episode <laughs> uh
0: we get a cut back over to the boys drinking beer hank is is continuing his spiel about he he hates the man because he's he's rude and nasty not because of what his people did in WW2.
1: Is this not when uh, him and Peggy are eating the pizza? Oh, it
0: is. You're right. Sorry, I thought it was back and to the guys. And Peggy,
1: I couldn't tell what Peggy was eating. Hank was eating a piece of pizza, and every time he picked it up, it was a full slice of pizza again. Mm-hmm. There was just, like, no continuity. And why was it just... it? He, Peggy was eating something with a fork, and I don't think it was pizza. Mm-hmm. I think it was, like, a salad.
0: I did not pay that much but, attention
1: to that. Well, again, I rewatched last uh-huh. night and I was under the uh-huh. influence and very highly focused on what was going on in this scene in particular. But why wasn't Bobby there? They're eating dinner. Luann went with mm-hmm. them to pick up the pizza. You're asking too many questions. It's just Hank and Peggy eating the pizza. I think I was just hungry. Also, I maybe had the munchies a little. So many questions. Anyway, that's just what I noticed. Yeah, it was uh... But Peggy does say uh it's not because they're oriental. Yes. In that scene.
0: Yes. Which... Um this is where we get Peggy saying, you know, like Hank doesn't want to go to the barbecue, Peggy says, you know, like if you don't go the people in this town are going to say like oh there's Hank Hill, he's a racist. Hank thinks that the Super and Pones are Japanese here because he's, you know, he's <laughs> He says, uh, they're you know, he hates him because he's rude and nasty, not because of what his people did in WW2. Um,
1: yeah. Let's not talk about what the U S did to, uh, to Japan in WW2. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Go watch Oppenheimer mm-hmm. for that.
0: Pretty nasty line there. Um, Hank also says, what kind of country is this that I can only hate, uh, a man if he's white, <laughs> which I think is kind of funny. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Also, something that you would hear uh, some racist people saying. Yeah, that's today. That's something in present time.
0: Shitty dudes will fall back on today as like a "well, how come?" or like a "what if?" So then we get cutscene over to the barbecue. Khan is gonna say, you know, like "howdy, howdy, howdy," again, uh, kind of patronizingly <laughs> using their their greeting against them. Hank has brought a gift, a gift of pr- of propane con best gift of them all con says um you know like oh no i only use mesquite he says gives meat nice taste of wood and hank says i use propane gives meat nice taste of meat
1: now sell propane and propane excess
0: uh taste taste the meat not the heat <laughs> is going to be a big philosophical cornerstone for hank
1: yes but when con cooks these burgers hank says it's the good. best burger he's ever had um when the boys maybe propane sucks.
0: when the boys start to you know kind of butt heads here at the grill about the propane versus charcoal min comes over and diffuses the situation you know she you know tells con to be polite had a very funny line written down here from con that says um you honor me by giving me gas (laughs) (laughs) which i thought was pretty funny but then yeah we get some some nice to we get a little cutaway uh, here at the barbecues. This is where we start to see what Connie and Bobby are up to. So Connie and Bobby seems to be became friends pretty quickly. We don't really get mm-hmm. a scene of the first time that they start talking. We're assuming that the dinner is the first time that they kind of met. But by the middle of this episode, they are already like hanging out and being friends. Yeah, um, Connie um says you know like i'm just kind of like doggy i've only got one friend in this town bobby uh wonders if the leash tastes like a bible cover
1: it's <laughs> kind of funny uh and connie's line about doing like sat like memorizing sat yes questions or something uh-huh. and bobby just goes what's that SAT?"
0: yes that one's that one comes in there a little further along i also thought um Bobby says something really funny and kind of child innocent here uh, to Connie. He says it was fun to watch the dogs play piggyback.
1: Yeah, yeah. and then Connie decides that they should uh, free mm-hmm. them so that they can be together. Let's doggy go. Doggy immediately starts to run over to Ladybird, and then a car goes by, and Doggy chases the car. Yeah, so. And Connie chases after, and Bobby stays behind and starts chewing on the leash yeah. <laughs> to see if it does taste like a, like a Bible cover. So
0: funny, yeah. So they they let doggy off the leash. Doggy runs off. Um, so that's what Connie and Bobby are up to. We cut back over to the picnic, and here's where we see um, Peggy and Min are. You know, kind of doing that, like, oh, bless your heart. You know, friendly to each other's faces, type of thing um and this is really where min is gonna slap peggy in the face proverbially again she min whips out um she says peggy hill i made your brown buddy your brown betty she says but it was uh she she says i made it much better it was missing one thing it was missing flavor so min
1: and like forces it into peggy's mouth and she's immediately like what the fuck it's so so good
0: um, but here's another example of men just like maybe not necessarily having a super good filter. She just like says, like, it was missing flavor. And she's like super like happy to tell Peggy about it.
1: Yeah. Um, so mean. And there's like another lady there that agrees. She's like, you know, she's basically like, yeah, Peggy, your brown Betty fucking just she sucks. She said, I could here. never
0: keep, you know, it's hard to keep your brown Betty down, but this is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, what
1: is a brown Betty? Uh, it's like a, I is think that it's like a, a South apple
0: thing. No, I think it's an apple based dessert. Apple brown Betty. I think it's like a
1: She doesn't say apple brown Betty. I know, though, but does I think she
0: I don't know. I think it has to do with like the crumble on the top.
1: Delicious apple brown Betty brings crisp sweet apples with a touch of lemon together with crunchy cinnamon nutmeg topping. So it's supposed to have Yeah, it's nutmeg. like a it's like
0: a it's like a heavy cake. It's like a little cake thing.
1: Okay. I think I've had yeah. this.
0: Um, the boys are worried about the the burgers, they're wanting Con to flip him. They're like, Con, you gotta flip those. You're <laughs> oh, yeah. gonna flip them. That's too much char now, yeah. And you know, Con getting kind of fed up with it, just takes some of the burger and shoves it into, um, I think Bill's mouth. Maybe does kind of the same thing where Min does, and he's like, "Shut up and try it." Uh, and all the boys fall in love with uh, with the burger, some of the best burger they've ever tasted.
1: Sorry, I just. <laughs> This is going to be the longest episode we've ever done. I just found, I googled Brown Betty, and I found an article called Brown Betty, Dessert or Racial Epithet. Well, let's get into it. (laughs) The historical connotation of the Brown Betty is racist also. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) My gosh. Let's do another louse (laughs) fact. Yeah, dude, give us a
0: cleaner palace with a louse fact. Let's
1: hit him. Let's hit him with a a louse. Did you know, Crisp? Crisp that laos is home to a surprising abundance of wildlife uh the lush jungles of laos are home to a stunning abundance of wildlife and this country is the breeding grounds of king cobras white cheeked gibbons tigers asian black bears exactly uh they have sun bears have you ever seen mm-hmm. a sun bear yeah they're so cool i guess they have elephants That's a great as name well, for an animal
0: so. also a sun bear
1: yeah. freaking cute wow, it seems beautiful yeah, dude. uh the pokemon ursa ring fuck i'm such a nerd <laughs> 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 it's based on the sun bear
0: oh wow hilarious you damn you are hella nerdy huh yeah. um so after i
1: started uh just started reading the original pokemon manga Ooh, look at him highly recommend i've been a poke i have like six pokemon tattoos i've been a pokemon fan my entire life and i've never read pokemon manga Pokemans, you know, Pikachu, Pikachu, Uh,
0: Pikachu's. Um, So after, after the boys taste the burger, the Borg and the burger is tasty. um, We cut back to Bobby and Connie looking for doggy. This is where Connie um, laments about her father being too controlling. And, and she says, you know, like he's making me study all these words for the SAT. He's such an autocrat. And <laughs> the joke is that you think they cut to Bobby and you think Bobby's going to ask what an autocrat is but he goes what's a yeah. SAT
1: That was that was a good line. Yeah,
0: I thought that was funny. Really really playing up the Bobby dumb, Connie smart dichotomy. Is this where Connie and Bobby decide they're going to take Ladybird off the leash since she's a bloodhound? Yes, it is. Yes, so they're like, yeah. wait, maybe Ladybird can track them and um they're running with Ladybird and Bobby just cannot keep up. He's sweating super hard and he drops the leash and uh Ladybird runs off as well.
1: And this is after this scene where Hank tries the burger and they, he says something along the lines of that Asians can he make said, everything. He said better. there's
0: nothing these people can't make better. And he says, like the automobile, yeah. the color TV, and like all these things, and and yeah. uh Peggy is like
1: so he's pretty much turned around and now Peggy has turned the yes, opposite uh-huh. direction it, and fucking hates they them. They flip-flop,
0: yep. And
1: for good reason. I mean, a family recipe? Like that would be like if you're from Oklahoma, what's like a famous Oklahoma do you have like a family like skunk recipe? Yeah, dude, we in like an Edmund delicacy yeah, or it's, something.
0: Yeah, it's skunk schnitzel, dude, we
1: skunk schnitzel. That would be like if someone stole your You go your out into
0: the road and you scrape it off the road and you got a nice little skunk schnitzel
1: delicious
0: delicious uh (laughs) yeah so peggy's mad she says you know like i bet it's a dash of nutmeg is you know like how they do it min is also going to say something very insulting here at this scene to peggy (laughs) hank is kind of lounging back patting his stomach you know being being full and happy um min comes over with the recipe, and she goes, "I give you, I give you recipe. Um, so now you can please your husband."
1: I'm so, about to which... bust. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 so yeah, Min Min gives her the recipe, which is not something Peggy did for Min. Peggy was not comfortable giving the recipe. Yeah, to Min. which is
1: also kind of a a backhanded. Mm-hmm move on men's part yeah. i mean respect respect to men. honestly she's good at it she really is She's good at
0: she really is at being, um, at being this way so the boys are leaving the barbecue everyone's talking about the burgers and you know how many they ate and somebody asks dale how many he ate and dale says he ate zero and they're like why and this is where we get the other really big offensive racial stereotype joke for yeah, the season. Uh Dale says he doesn't eat dog because they have What the dog animals. doing? They found Lady Bird's leash. Yeah. Um so that's
1: And Doggy is also Doggy gone. is
0: also gone. So that's gonna be your big worst kind of racial stereotype joke for the rest of the season is the eat eat dog thing, or the rest of the episode is the um, Yeah eating dog thing and after that line from dale they do cut to commercial break so our big commercial breaks cuts this episode first one was (laughs) first one was the neighbors are asian cut to commercial break the second one was somebody thinks the asian neighbors eat dog um so it's a pretty pretty rough episode
1: yeah well the last commercial break was Whenever uh Con and Hank get in a fight, and Hank says like "damn Chinese" and their oh, stereotypes yeah. mm-hmm. too, so we're three for three actually. Yeah, we've got the cut to the theme song. We've got first and second commercial breaks. Uh, speaking of commercial breaks, though, should we should we hit him with another louse, louse fact? fact? I thought you were gonna
0: throw to ads. Just kidding. We don't have sp- yeah. We, we don't, don't have, have sponsors those, yet.
1: Yeah. Yet, reach out
0: we cut back to after the commercial break and um hank does call out that uh eating dog stereotype uh he says you know like that's not true that's just a stereotype peggy follows up with um if they're crazy enough to use nutmeg uh <laughs> peggy's really still steamed about the which whole." which i will thing.
1: reiterate is in the recipe like for the racist that I Googled, dish the brown first betty. thing that came up for brown betty was that it contains nutmeg it's one of the key ingredients of brown betty um,
0: after dale has put this conspiracy theory out there um bill is looks like he kind of like he kind of liked it bill seems like comfortable with eating dog food kind of seems like bill is okay with it bill is okay dogs. with yeah. it bill says well they did invent paper whenever they're hanks trying to you know defend asian people so bill says some dumb shit but bill does seem to be pretty okay with eating dog he's he licks his fingers and talking about like i gotta get this nasty taste off him bill cracks me up um so hank is going to sneak into hank is going to sneak into the super news and pones backyard after the barbecue he's got his weed eater he goes over to the window and overhears Min on the phone We're guessing that Min is calling like the pound or the animal shelter to look for doggy. And she says, you know, like she's looking for sweet doggy, little doggy, you know, maybe however many a couple of pounds. And this solidifies for Hank that maybe they actually are eating dog because he overhears Min on the phone. The rest of this episode, we're really going to get a big example of kind of like white hysteria and misobserving or misinterpreting things and running with it. Um, which you know, in the United, the history of the United States, white people misinterpreting things leads to substantial loss of life <laughs> in the history of the United States. <laughs> um, so we get
1: yeah, one uh one Laos fact for you that I found mm. in my Laos research. Apparently, Laos is considered by many to be the most bombed nation in the world. Yes, uh-huh. I guess they were heavily bombed during the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. and still to this day people die from stepping on old grenades. Yes,
0: Uh, and you you can directly thank Henry Kissinger for that. Uh, It was a lot of his decision to drop bombs on Laos and Cambodia. So, shout out to Henry Kissinger, bad dude.
1: You can't say that this podcast is not informative.
0: Other podcast plug. If you folks don't listen to...
1: Uh, We don't plug... I'm bleeping that shit. We don't plug other podcasts okay, well, on this shit. Educate
0: yourself about who Henry Kissinger is.
1: We'll link to the episode in the description that you're talking about, but I'm not saying the name oh, of another show okay. on my fucking
0: shit. B2B. Uh uh so yeah. Bleeping that. Hey, hey. Bleeping it all. Hey. Hey. Hank is uh yeah. Hank gets oh. spotted. <laughs> <laughs> Hank gets spotted by the super noisant pones. And they're like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I can't hear you. He just starts up his weed whacker really quick because he's been caught. (laughs) And he definitely cuts their flowers down, uh, which pisses off uh, the super nuisance. pawns. They're like, you're crazy. Calls him a
1: crazy redneck. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Understandably very mad if your neighbor is spying on you and then cuts your flowers down. Like, it's messed up. Yeah. (laughs) So they're right to be (laughs) mad at
1: him. Uh, There's one point where... Bill mentioned something about a blow dart and then gets stung by a bee, right? Yeah, so right? it's Dale. Hank
0: Hank comes back to the crew. Or Dale, yeah, sorry. Hank comes back to the crew and says, you know, like, Dale, I think you might be right. Dale says, you know, now that they've spotted you and they that you know they're going to be coming after you and to watch your back, Dale says they'll probably use blow darts. That's their way. So we get some racism there from Dale. But Dale says, yeah, to watch out for blow darts. <laughs> Bill... At one point in time here, I can't rem- recall exact. Oh, they're they're talking about Dale is talking about how they're gonna hunt Hank. Bill wonders that Bill says why would they <clears throat> want to kill Hank? Bill says human meat is uh, like tough and tasteless or something like that. He's like, why don't they just go get more dog? I wrote down why does why does Bill know what human meat tastes like? In this episode, <laughs> Bill references the fact that human is taste it doesn't taste well and is like tough or something so something tells me bill knows what human tastes like
1: (laughs) who knows where he's just yeah he's just guessing uh
0: the the gang goes out to the front and discovers that ladybird is missing Mm -hmm. dale crouches down next to the dog bowl with water in it and says it's still wet maybe there's time (laughs) which i thought was funny (laughs) uh he's doing his whole tracker thing but then yeah as they get up to run that's when dale gets bit by a mosquito and falls to the ground thinking he's been hit he's by a hit. Blow dart yeah very very dale thing to do
1: Yep, and they all run to go look for ladybird hank runs up to their window and sees min chopping, chopping some, meat, some meat confronts them mm-hmm. and then a for somehow a huge crowd formed. That was for something I had noted, never seen before. <laughs> all of
0: a sudden, there are strangers out of nowhere at the front door,
1: and they are all just crowded to watch the argument between the new neighbor and Hank. Yeah,
0: Eric. it starts. It starts to boil up. Hank says, "You know, he he wants his his dog back. The dogs. The dogs before it goes to blows because Con has gotten his bat." Khan's got his bat
1: yeah oh, yeah that's right Khan and just, uh <laughs> Khan just genuinely thinks that this guy is fucking insane. yes
0: which from Khan's point he looks very insane because yeah, he doesn't yeah. yeah he doesn't know what they've got in their head He's so a little wild Khan yeah. is on the right to be defensive but um the kids before before it comes to blow um the kids come up and admit to losing uh the dogs and Hank you know says like oh thank goodness Khan says what did you think was gonna happen and Hank's like, uh nothing. So Hank doesn't want to admit that he thought they were eating his dog.
1: Yep. And he tells Bobby uh to go to his room uh-huh. for for making neighbors turn on each other uh while Hank or while Con essentially is saying the same thing and they bond over the fact that they both uh like to send their kids to bed without yes. dinner.
0: I have some other stuff in here that Con had said. So yeah, Hank gets on to Bobby for causing this rift with the neighbors con gets on to Connie telling telling her that she's fallen in with a bad crowd which is just Bobby (laughs) and that will also be something that you know con is is very big for him the rest of the season is he doesn't necessarily like the fact that Connie is friends with Bobby and dates Bobby and that type of thing so he straight up calls Bobby a bad crowd like while (laughs) Hank is right there but yeah the the dads do uh do bond uh by you know essentially just having kids there's nothing i don't think like super special about this
1: but um yeah
0: yeah they they start to bond and
1: sending them to bed without dessert which hank says something about a fortune cookie and an orange slice, and i was like god damn i think
0: it's very funny they (laughs) but
1: then con agrees
0: they do that thing where they immediately stop being mad at each other and start asking each other like simple questions back and forth yeah uh to kind of like wait, did we just become best friends type of thing? Um, Stepbrothers? Style. Yeah, they ask, uh, Hank asks it, or if you spank. Or yeah. I think Con asks, do you spank? Hank says, I never have. Con says, I think it's barbaric. So they bond over the not spanking thing. And then, yeah, they talk I about- I feel
1: like spanking was pretty normal in the 90s, it right? definitely,
0: It definitely was.
1: Did you get that butt smack? I think
0: we may have already asked that question on this show, but uh, and somebody's grabbing on my butt. Very few times.
1: <laughs> oh, I got it all the yeah. time, man. I
0: was a good little boy. Um,
1: I I thought I was too, but
0: we have a, a very funny uh, a very funny line here, um, where Hank says. Uh, we may deny our kids completely different desserts, but they go to bed hungry and that's what matters. That was child abuse. Yeah, I was like, I thought that was a pretty funny <laughs> punchline. Um,
1: and then it ends with Dale crawling through the bushes mm-hmm. saying that he needs the antidote. <laughs> yes,
0: I, they say, you know, the dogs do run back at the end of the episode and they, oh, they yeah, start to lick him. Yeah. So every everything ends up good. Dale is, yeah, needs the antidote, man so it's all good there but then uh we get a scene as the credits are rolling of post credit alert Um, (laughs) we get uh min is in peggy's kitchen trying a lot of different dishes to let her know you know what it is in the first dish she says you know like needs something you know too much of this she goes add nutmeg second dish you know like not enough this she goes add nutmeg and the last one, she's like, and this is, you know, my family's rabbit stew. And she tastes it, and she goes, oh, rabbit, you rednecks will eat anything.
1: Yeah, but also the second thing that she says to add nutmeg to sounds like it would be fucking disgusting with nutmeg. Yeah, I think
0: that's the joke, is that her secret yeah. to everything is nutmeg.
1: And that's where it, that's where it ends, that's, right? That's where the should episode we, ends. Should we hit him with a final louse give fact one, before we... Give me a
0: last louse
1: fact. Uh, Laos translates, apparently, to the land of a million elephants. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. While there aren't as many elephants roaming around today, it's a powerful reminder of the might of an ancient civilization. So I guess between the 14th and a- early 18th century, uh, there was a kingdom called Lanzang that ruled Laos, and their symbol was an elephant. Ah. I guess there were more elephants back then.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Well, there's a there's a final Louse fact for you to wrap up this episode. Shout out to Louse. Y'all know what time it is now. How many beers are you pulling out of the six six pack for this one?
0: I I think I'm having I think for me I think I'm I think I'm going on a bender. I think I'm drinking all six.
1: You're giving this one a six. I don't know if you've given. I have. A I have not given yet, a six my yet. Guy. I have
0: not given a six yet. And yes, the racial stereotyping humor is there in this episode. I I've liked this episode mostly for the introduction of the super noose and Pons. They're one of my favorite parts of the show. Connie is one of my favorite parts. So uh, getting to see them, you know, this is their first episode. Really cracks me up. And I like all the. The jokes and everything that was given to the super nuisance pones in this episode. I think there's, it's a very action packed episode. A lot happens (laughs) in it from A to B. So this is a sixer for me, I think.
1: All right. You heard it here first, folks. Chris loves stereotypical racism. Getting drunk on these (laughs) Alamos. Six of them. I think talking through the episode for me. Brought my score up a little. Mm. I think initially I was leaning at around two Ooh. beers. Uh, from a From a story standpoint, I think that this one is good. I think it's well-structured. I thought a lot of the jokes were good, mm. so I got to give it to them for that. I'm definitely knocking some off for just kind of the whole vibe of everything. Mm. But... I think this was this was a good one. There were a lot of redeeming qualities. I will bump myself up to a th- three and a half. Three and a half beers? You're gonna leave? I don't an think open it beer? was a. Yeah, I think I'm gonna get a little full. Disrespectful,
0: leaving beers on
1: drink. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll give it. Yeah, four. there we go. That's that peer I'll pressure baby. I'll pound down four for this one. It would it, be. It grew on me over the several times that I watched it. I watched it very closely. Visually, wasn't the best episode but it was it was a good all-arounder you know
0: there was not any like real introspective growth done by the cast not like in some of the previous episodes where you know we get people actually like thinking about what they're doing and learning a lesson or taking things from it you know the beef kind of gets squashed at the end more with them realizing like we have much more in common than we have that separates us
1: yeah Um, that is nice it's overall a good message if you just kind of ignore all of the, the problematic, nature yeah. of it. You know, uh, time to uh, time to crown crown our kings. Should we hit him? Hit him with the final with the final segment of the show. <laughs> this, of course, is the section of the show that we like to call the hill king segment. I forgot it for a second. i'm glad you remembered it's like kind of the main the main section of the show uh where we crown the king of this hill which is episode seven based on absolutely nothing in the moment who you thought was the mvp of the episode who stands supreme for this episode for you this was this was a little bit of a tough one because
0: everybody looks kind of bad in this episode (laughs) not everybody looks great i think my hill king is probably going to be doggy dog yeah i think it's doggy i think it's doggy (laughs) all right Um, he's he's kind of the catalyst uh for some of the conflict in there he's a real He's a real scrappy boy. He's a cute little he guy. He's a cute little West Highland Terrier. The the episode is named mm. after him, Westy Side Story. What um, the dog and, doing? You know, he gets to link up with Ladybird, which doesn't doesn't happen a lot. So yeah, I'm gonna,
1: he gets some of that purebred Georgia blood. I'm gonna hound. I'm gonna
0: put him up on the pedestal this week because of his his efforts. Wow.
1: So Chris has got a couple of people, a uh, a literal god, and a. A dog. My my takes this episode have been wild.
0: I'm, 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 I'm standing (laughs) for, for dog sex over here.
1: Uh, Yeah, stereotypes. Yeah. You
0: know what I mean. You guys know what I mean. I mean, I think I'm just asking questions.
1: Doggy's a good choice. I think I think doggy's a good one. I think I, I'm gonna go a little left field. And I'm just gonna go with who delivered my favorite line, mm. and both of my favorite lines came from my fucking girl. It's your girl, Luann. Yeah. I think this. So I'm gonna go with Luann again. I
0: think this season we're definitely shaping up for. For Luann. There's still heavy.
1: time. We still got what six episodes. Mm-hmm. We're left? halfway through. Five this episodes is, this left. This is
0: the halfway point of the first Seven season. Seven of
1: twelve. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go, Luann, for this one. Nice. I loved the if we don't get there in 30 minutes it's free. I loved the line about dying hair, like anyone can have the hair color. Those really the only two things she mm-hmm. said, but neither of the things she said were problematic.
0: Oh, I, I forgot so. in that car scene Peggy <laughs> says like we got to we got to hurry before the cheese gets cold and the pineapple gets hot.
1: Yeah, gross. Yeah,
0: Peggy puts pineapple on pizza. What's in
1: your take thing? on pineapple on pizza? Um,
0: it's all right, depends on.
1: Yeah. Uh, it it has its place i think it's valid but i would never choose yeah, it's it not
0: something i'm doing regularly but if i'm yeah. at a place where they're like this place has good pineapple pizza i'll probably try that
1: it it can it can be done yeah, well. it can be done
0: yeah. all right well this one's already long af as it is um this is a great episode where we meet the super news and pones the the main cast of characters is almost fully filled in we
1: did it next week we're going to get caught we're finally going to get caught. We're
0: meeting cotton next week in episode eight shins of the father so we've almost got all the all the townsfolk introduced now by halfway through the first season uh after that I it's going to start to turn into your um we'll start to get our other locations around town so yeah I can't wait we got the sumanus and pones we'll get con or we'll get cotton next episode with shins of the father so Tune in again right. next
1: week. Yeah. Tune in next week. Don't forget to let us know what you think about the episode. Only if you're a Robert. Uh, what your hot takes are. Yeah, all my Roberts out Stand there. Off. If your name is Robert, let us know. Uh, we'll give you a shout out on the next episode to any Robert. Only Roberts. Okay? Nope. But if you're not a Robert, still like, still subscribe, still turn on notifications, still go follow us at Hill Kings Pod. You can email us at hillkingspod at gmail.com mm-hmm. if you want to get more in-depth. But if you comment, Chris personally promises to respond to every comment with at least one paragraph.
0: Mm-hmm. APMA or APA formatted.
1: APA format. He will get it notarized and send it to you in the mail as well if you leave your mailing I address. I will
0: cite my sources.
1: Yes, I promise. We always do here on the Hillkings podcast. We cite our sources. I will
0: not act dishonestly in an academic fashion. Exactly. You have my word. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and with that, let's get out of here. Let's get the fuck out of here. We'll hit him with one more Laos fact. Uh, Buddhism is the biggest religion in Laos. Uh, it accounts for 67% of the population, of uh, about 30%. Practice animism, apparently, uh, alongside Buddhism. Apparently, you can get really cheap beer, and Laos is one of the one of the biggest exports. Also, a sneaky cold one will set you back one U.S. dollar.
0: That is a cheap.
1: Yeah, I want to check out this waterfall, honestly. pretty solid national anthem
0: Yeah baby was... Louse <laughs>